podcast. Hola, ¿cómo está? Welcome to Tavelius with podcast. This is me, Tavelius. I have to speak. Uh, here, here. Yeah, guess what? That's that's not the way I speak. I was in Spain for for two days. I'm not going to adopt a Spanish accent. Because you know what? It's weird when you go somewhere and your whole entire accent changes. Especially if you're only really away for like a little short period of time. Isn't it? Like uh, Graham McDowell is the, from Cole Rain and you speak it's like hear him speaking interviews and he's all like you know uh, it's great great to be out here you know playing uh, on PG8 sir uh, from Cole Rain but uh, you know got this kind of weird American accent sort of sort of half hybrid between American and uh, you know kind of kind of Cole Rain out there sort of playing the old fairway smashing the ball up the uh, up the greens and uh Chipping in off the rough, you know, how kind of guy that I am, I mean, God no tattoos. That sort of voice. But not me. I wasn't even really coherent enough in Spain to actually learn any language. Um, and it was awkward for me, because, man, I'm a smart guy. I like to think I'll try and learn languages and be able to speak a little bit. In Spain, I ain't got no understanding of it at all. I can go to France. I can do a bit of French. You know, uh, I can say, you mind your dickhead? You'd be like, un la beat. I can go to Germany. I can say, my hamster dead. My hamster is gestorben. But when I go to Spain, literally all I can say is, hola, beer, hola. And that's it. I do enjoy the phonetics of, of Spanish because you've automatically become so calm with it and camp. Hola, mister. Can't just be like, hola, mister. You sound like Liam Neeson doing a, some sort of sarcastic Spanish. Hola. Or else he's an undercover and taken. He's trying to speak to some Spanish people. Hola. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. But what I do know is I have a very particular set of skills which do not entail being able to speak Spanish. Sound a wee bit like the guy to pee out of those darn Peaky Blinders. Sam Neill, I'm gonna get those Peaky Blinders. Or even um, The Foreigner, a great film with uh, Pierce Brosnan, who's from Northern Ireland. He speaks like, and then there was the Chinaman, which I've spoken about in a previous episode, which is so racist to call someone that, isn't it? <laughs> hey, you Chinaman, baby. Yeah, weird. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm just here with my, my normal accent again. But I'm delighted to be here. I'm feeling like one of these jerk-offs who legitimately put on social media, hashtag blessed. I feel hashtag blessed to be back from this stag doing one piece. Because I've got to the age now where I'm not really good at drinking anymore. Um, I know that's, hey, that's a major announcement, but I'm not really good at drinking anymore. I used to be, you know, Sebastian the Sipper, which is the worst uh, name you could have come up with I'm trying to think of somebody that likes a drink fucking Sebastian the Sipper here so he is that's me I, I was Sebastian the Sipper in the day and now I'm more like David drinks a wee bit when he needs to but can't cope with the hangovers and crying babies in the middle of the night so like a, a lyric of a real good power ballad can't cope with hangovers and the sounds of crying babies in the night yeah the fires of the gods and the demons together together yeah oh yeah i don't know where i'm going up but that's what it sounded like to me <laughs> hey man text in text in or write in if you agree with that sentence haha <laughs> but no can't drink anymore and 
an epiphany, hey, I'm cool with it. But I tell you what I'm not cool with is um, starting to record a podcast, getting like four minutes into it, and then having to stop and pick up recording again, like four days later, which maybe it's happened, maybe it hasn't. But obviously, you just know for sure that has happened. Um, and in those few days that I have had between the initial opening four minutes, which must must have been four minutes of gold because I'm not starting again, what you have missed in those four days, hey, there, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Firstly, I'll finish my stag story. Basically, I'm at the age where we can't drink anymore. We are all disgraces. And the byproduct of being a disgrace is... Um, not being able to hold your drink, and therefore, <sighs> wrecking the place. Yep, we are one of those um, awful groups who have wrecked the stag venue. Now, we were in a nice villa, like a proper swanky, like footballers style villa. Like you'd imagine Premier League footballers would stay there. It was a big five bedroom, like all the mod cons, very stylish. Slick, cool place, and uh, we wrecked it essentially. And I'll just read you an email that my friend Connor received, uh, as he was the unfortunate soul who booked the venue on um, Airbnb. Hi, Connor. I will evaluate the costs tomorrow morning with my repairman company. The damages, as far as I have seen. The damages are, bear in mind this woman is uh, is Spanish, which is like Spanish in English, but it's it's Spanish in Spanish, so it's a Spanish, you you know I speak it. Um, The damages so far I've seen are, one, broken glass table, two, banister of staircase of upper room area, three, decoration vase or vase, depending on what you, where you've been brought up, (laughs) decoration vase, broke that was upper the broken table broken okay four two walls brackets guest toilet and outside wall at the entrance of the house close brackets that must be painted because some of you threw up and make them dirty regards the uh, hostess's name then before a response could be done a quick reply hi again connor there are two more things you left just one key of my house. One key is missing. Where is the other one? And six. On the left hand side door was a closed door which you have broken and left open. Hallions. Like I know only the banister and the table and the vase that was on the table who broke them, which they have paid for separately. The rest of those charges had to be split between the boys, which for once, you know, it's something I haven't done. I don't feel bad about having to, to cover the cost because, hey, in the past, I've been responsible for damaging things. I put my hands up. I was young. I was unwise once. But, hey, now I'm super mature and a dad and stuff. Wouldn't do anything like that again. Pfft, spoof. Um, and we think that's that's the end of it. We just get the cost and breakdown. Um, total, 726 euros of damage. And we're like, uh-oh, that's bad enough. Make things worse? Another email comes in. Hi, Connor. I've just seen in my house that you've break one of my dining chairs. 
so that's added to it as well which we'll probably have to pay for as a group again even though we know fully the culprit who did it but he's just paying well not even the jerk just paying like yeah I'm not paying that shit so it is what it is but I'm home in one piece and yeah I enjoyed myself I enjoyed the crack but not the wreck in the place or the guilt of uh, dealing with that and then also the fact that because I was best man on this particular stag, I felt like extra responsibility to try and, you know, guard people who are being sick, look after people. And unfortunately, near everyone that trip was 10 out of 10 blocked. So it wasn't exactly the fun and time that I had hoped it would be, albeit enjoyable, still not what I'd hoped. Um... But since I've been back, hey, woo, I have come back to a sick baby with a reflux, which means, like, no sleep, which when you're coming back of a stag and you're having, like, two nights of not being able to sleep because you're on a stag too, and you come back to a baby that doesn't like to sleep, yeah, it's hard. But I think, touch wood, I'm like the other side. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling like she's settling um, that's pro- possibly the reason why I had to take such a break between recording because I had a baby screaming in the background and yeah I heard her cry and thought obviously I'll have to go and try and sort her out that wasn't the real reason to stop recording it was more that she would ruin this quality podcast and we don't need that like you know hold your tears for another time cry silently you know just grimace don't be affecting all the the millions and millions of listeners of the weird podcast and by millions obviously we're talking this is that's a multiplication of the actual number of dozens so um you know don't, don't ruin the podcast for them so you know kind of sly but also kind of you're looking out for you guys so you're welcome um speaking of looking out for you guys i've got a bit of an announcement to make re my other podcast boy town but first before i make my grand announcement it's time for the segment that makes this podcast unmissable and and it goes out saying you know what it is the champions league of weird For any of you people who have not listened to the podcast before and don't know the journey we've gone on to get to this stage of the Champions League of Weird, oh, you, you've, you've missed out. Go back over like the last 15 episodes and just catch up because now we're through last group stages of the last groups of the Champions League of Weird. We have got Group G, which is David Blaine, P. Diddy, Stalking Cat and Pete Burns. Group H, Liberace, Ed Gein, Cat Williams, Kim Jong-un. And the last matches of Group G are Stalking Cat, the man who wasn't content with being a man. And no, I don't mean transgender or gender lucid or any of that hip stuff. The dude wanted to be a cat equipped with an animatronic tail versus David Blaine 
a re- just a real weird guy. And the winner of that has to just go. We have to probably say that's a draw between those two guys, both weird in their own rights. At one point a piece. P Diddy, Pete Burns. Let's face it. Those two guys are out. Well, because it's the last round, we'll say Pete Burns is slightly weirder because P Diddy says strange things. But I mean, look at Pete Burns. So we'll give that one to Burnsy, uh, which leaves that table as follows. Top of the table with seven points, Stalking Cat. Second place, David Blaine on five. Third, Pete Burns on three. And one, P. Diddy on one. See you later, lads. Stalking Cat, David Blaine in the knockouts. Group H. The last games. Ed Gein, Kim Jong-un. Both weird guys. Both probably responsible for people dying. One guy is a real smiley, laid-back, banterous guy. And the other is Kim Jong-un. Haha. <laughs> no. They're both weird. Murdering guys. Uh, except I'm going to give this one to Ed Gein. Because, you know, he like wears people's skin. And, you know, Kimmy something. But I don't know whether he is a, a flesh tailor. So, on that basis, the points go to Ed Gein. And the second place... Or the last round, the last match in the whole round is Liberace versus Cat Williams. Cat Williams has mental health problems, guys. I've learned that as it's gone on. It's sly to um, put him through on that ground. So I'll give the win to Liberace because good morning, look at him. Glorious man. And on that, leaves the groups on that round. The winner with an undefeated nine points, Ed Gein. Second place is joint between Liberace and Kim Jong-un. On four points each, and Cat Williams is none. So who goes through between Kim Jong Un and Liberace? Mm, mm, mm. Kim gets too much. Liberace is through. So there we have it. That's the group stages settled of the Champions League of Weird. Now I will tell you who is in the knockout stages where things are. Hey, they're going to get exciting. We're going to find out who the weirdest guy or gal in the world is and the champion of weird. So in the knockout stages, we have David Blaine, we have Stalking Cat, we have Ed Gein, the murderer, we have Liberace, the pianist, we have Yoko Ono, the wife, we have Derek Akora, the mind bender, we have Rodrigo Alves, the human can doll, we have Kevin Spacey, move on, we have Marilyn Manson, we have Jim Corr, we have Shia LaBeouf, we have Dennis Rodman, we have Michael Jackson, we have Chris Angel, we have Prince... And we have the Bride of Frankenstein herself, Jocelyn Windelstein. Whoa. If you're only catching up on things, put the countdown timer on because the Champions League of Weird Group stages will be released this Saturday. This is going to be a podcast out on Thursday, but you're going to get another dose of weird on Saturday. <sighs> Sometimes it's just too much, isn't it? And we're back again. Um, I suppose the best place to pick up would be on on the major boy town announcement. Um, we've had a bit of a trough with boy town over the last number of weeks. Um, it's possibly not been as big a priority for Shane and I with with other things that we've had on. 
Um, and last week, when we would have had to record, we were recording the Shane Todd show for BBC Radio Ulster, and we couldn't squeeze a boy town in. Um, and then after that, I went away and stagged out, and Shane was supposed to uh, record an episode by himself, but unfortunately, he got sick. So we were kind of left with a decision to make with Boytown, whether we just call it a day and do our own podcasts or, or, or what do we do going forward. So we came to the decision that it needs revamped, it needs looked at, things need changed and freshened up. So what we're going to do is stop recording Boytown for another three weeks until we finish recording the radio show. And then what we're going to do in that interim period is hopefully get Boytown listeners to sort of engage with their own podcast a bit more, maybe throw out the questions through that medium and, you know, hopefully gather a couple of more listeners to their own podcast. But also when Boytown comes back, we'll, we'll build it back. So it's only three weeks away, but in that time we're going to do the office up. We're going to get the podcast space sorted. We're sick of being in limbo. The guys who are in the office before us, have been, in fairness to them, trying to get it sorted, but somebody, not me, from Boytown, you can work out who that may be, hasn't been able to answer his phone. So that'll get sorted. We will be back. We'll be relaunching Boytown with new vigour. We'll be throwing in some merchandise with a new logo, with a new space, and we're going to be announcing some live dates and that's what we'll be coming back with. But in the interim, I'm going to still be, be doing the weird podcast for you, which I'm sure a lot of you are going, ah, ah bollocks, fuck. Last thing I want to listen to that stupid weird freak. But hey, it's happening. So I'm being I'm being straight up with you, you know. want to want to put the cards on the table, be fair. So um, here we are. On a brighter note, I made my return to the stand-up stage. Last week, um, did Lavery's Comedy Club, my favourite club to do. Went back, did some new material. Um, I've been a bit busy with some other projects, some radio stuff, some other stuff I've been writing, and have maybe put the stand-up to the back burner a bit. Possibly showed, bit of ring rust. But hey, I loved it. I thought I'd enjoy myself, did a good set, talked about what I wanted to talk about, and... I'm looking forward to getting back up again. So keep away out for gigs. It'll be it'll be coming up in the next while. I'm really going to put a big focus on that, and I'll hopefully have a new hour-long show coming out in and around April time. Um, so basically, that's that boring stuff out the way, mate. So, and um, what I think I'll do now is uh, answer some questions since Boytown. Hasn't happened this week. I shall go on and I'll answer the Boytown questions first, just because hey, I'm a fair guy. You know, people, you you want to know, and I think without shame being here, I can answer more honestly and slag them off really. But hey, leave on me. Matthew Mernon, good morning, has uh, asked. Presumably, you boys will be flipping pancakes like no one's business next Tuesday, which was yesterday because I took a four-day break on, on recording a podcast, but hey. But I'm keen, of course he is, to know if you're giving anything up for Lent. Um, nah, I'm giving, I'll never give anything up, man. Just 
because I did five, lived my life like a renegade. Fuck that. If I want something, I take it. That's what that's the life of a panther, even though I'm a bear, but you know what I mean? Nah, fuck that. Nothing to give up. Probably give up booze, if anything, because of that stag do, but nah, if I want to drink, I'll drink. Fuck y'all. Sean Porteous has said, if you boys stepped onto the moon for the first time rather than Neil Armstrong, what would you have said for the world to hear? Um, like, clearly Armstrong had gone to the moon with that line in his head. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Ugh. If it was me, um, I probably would have thought of something pretty profound to say too. Like, um, I, I fuck, I don't even know. But something important to say. But in reality, what happened would be I would step out of the dune buggy or out of the, the rocket, whatever the fuck they went to the moon on. I'd probably trip and go, ah, fucking ballaches. And that would be the first thing that would ever be heard on the moon. Um but, yeah, what do I say? You'd probably come off and just throw up a middle finger to, like, a teacher or something. You fuck you here, okay? Just get onto the moon, deal with it. Um, let me see. Where else? Good question, though, Sean. Odd, but good. Um, Duffs has asked us, Deli Alley is a self-proclaimed naughty little so-and-so, but have you ever had any weird experiences in the jungle? I think what he's referencing is the fact that there was this video of Deli Alley just getting legit beached, flat out chatting to some boys whilst getting it. Um, that's fairly naughty. But have I ever had any weird experiences in the jungle? Mm, I don't know if you mean like a legit jungle, like with tigers and panthers or like a bush, where I've had plenty of unfortunate events, like Lemony Snicket himself. Um, not really weird experiences in the jungle, nah. I got bitten by a load of ants once when I was in a forest, and that was pretty irritating. But apart from that, nah. James has said, After the palaver with Jerry Kelly and the wheel clamp, have you boys ever had a brush with the law? Hmm. Aye, Jerry Kelly, like, doesn't give a fuck. Fair play to him. You know, no matter what your political views are, which as we speak, just find out apparently there's going to be no, no deal at Stormont. Uh, obviously, because the DUP and Sinn Féin are either scales, either side of the scales. Uh, one's got a big pile of shite on the scales and the other has a big hefty pair of balls. And they're just, one group's really balls and the other shit. So together we're fucked. But um, if I ever, yeah. Once when I was at the Be Precious nightclub, which for any of you younger folk would be The Box in a previous life, I thought it was a real sweet idea to work a wee deal over and basically break a corner of a cigar uh, stand and stroke a load of cigars and eventually got caught was about to get my balls absolutely rolled by the bouncers and then probably the police phoned it turns out we knew the head bouncer from a holiday we were on Magaluf major shout out to Harry the Hitman Stu Bapper and I Bapper has said also how hard is it not to slip into boy time mode when you're doing the radio show yeah it's hard Today we were doing a few takes and I made a couple of sneaky remarks. Shane actually was doing his intro to the radio show and said, on last week's podcast we discussed, and then the producer was like, nah, mate, it's not a podcast, a radio show. It's a radio show, you prick. Um, Daniel Steele, I hope his, his at is the man of steel. Um, since Boytown has basically made its way in, into the radio, uh, how long do you think it'll be before a primetime TV slot for the boys? I don't know. 
if there's demand for it, then people want to see the boys. You know, get behind us, start a revolution that people can't deny. Whether we would make appropriate primetime television, I do not know. I think we're more like late night Channel 5, back in the day style TV. You know, when the things like Eurotrash and the Italian stripping housewives, housewives, Italian stripping housewives on the go. Great TV show, that. Brings me back to my youth. Um, but yeah, Boytown's not really Boytown on the radio. It's Shane Tacho, it's different. If it was Boytown, it'd be better because then, you know, we'd, we'd be like 50-50, but I'm just like a psychic on this, which is sly. But yeah, I'd be keen to produce a Boytown primetime television show. Some weird questions here now too. Michael Jardine has said, Oh hun, tell all, any goss, who kissed who? Bet you've gotten yourself a fierce tan and all and stag do. In all seriousness, no good time mate. Um, oh, cause decent, it was very drunk. No snogging, no goss, a lot of boking. Um, not even a lap dancing club was visited. Which, do I go to them? No. <laughs> Have I ever been before? Yes. Would I go again if I was on a stag do? No. Just a wee uh, pointer that my uh, girlfriend slash fiance, whatever you want to call her, listens to podcasts. So would I go to strip clubs? No. Uh, Pinocchio. <clears throat> Pinocchio, no. No. James Wilson, the baby bear. Has asked, good to see you. You're back, James. I was worried. I thought you had uh, either died or just given up on, on the weird podcast, which I know which one I would have preferred, and it would not be given up in the podcast. Um, what pillars of the weird community would you include in your stag dream team? Bonus points for wacky itinerary. Flip, it would have to be some dudes from the Champions League. Weird, definitely Yoko Ono to sing like, and also because she's a lady, and that would sort of even up the balance a bit, you know, it's like today's age. I bring Chris Angel because he could turn probably like stuff into money. Um, probably bring Dennis Rodman because he, he gets fairly loose and he seems to be mates with everybody. He's got a load of celebrity friends and also Kim Jong un, so he'd be a pretty chilled out guy. Um, I'd be keen to see what Derek Akora could bring to the party because I imagine that guy can stick away a pint like and if he was blocked and he started telling you that he saw spirits and stuff that would be hilarious be like sitting in the corner eyes all crossed I can see your mommy and be like what and she's being spit roast by a lot of people mate yeah right Derek fuck off you've had enough to drink Get out of here. Jerk. Darren Matthews, comedian and globetrotter, has asked, can I have a hug when I get home? Yeah, sure, man. As long as you don't come back from Australia with any kind of diseases or STIs or whatever, so, you know, you can definitely have a hug, my man. And have you started pumping the April gig yet? It's bring your own. Yeah, I'm doing a gig in the Crescent Arts Centre in April. I don't know exact dates yet. I'll come back to you with that. And it's myself, Darren, and Shane doing a gig. So, yeah, come to that. I'll have a load of new material. I'll be trying out some stuff for my new show. And, yeah, it'd be great to see you there. So, yeah, there you go, Darren. I have started plugging it. So, 
you can quit leaving me voice notes all the time, voice messages and texts and poking me on Facebook and sending me Instagram messages and Twitter and Grinder and all that shit. You can fuck off. Right. Chris Barr, the number one weirdo, said, Hey, Dave, hope you had a good time on Stag. Yeah, this story could be a bit dark for the podcast, but hey, man, still really weird. And the story is uh, loading up here, so I'll sing um, a wee bit of like intermittent music. Ain't nothing but a hmm, yeah. And the show, it's it's an article in the Sun, Tyler's head case. <clears throat> I read this like a like the headline should be read. The sickening case of Edmund Kemper, who decapitated ten women, including his own mother, then sexually assaulted their heads. Sounds like a uh, an interesting film trailer. That this summer, the head fucker. New Netflix series Mindhunter, which is based on real-life interviews between FBI agents and convicted criminals, have brought Edmund Kemper back to the news. Here we look at how he went from burying pets alive to using his mother's chopped-off head as a dartboard. Pretty grim. Yeah, watch Mindhunter and know a bit about Edmund Kemper. Um, as a criminology student back in the day in a previous life, I learned about him too. So I'll read you about him. For you guys that don't know, Ed Kemper... All I'm going to say is he's not a cool guy. After Edmund Kemper killed and decapitated his mother, he tore out her vocal cords and shoved them down the waste disposal. Edmund later told police that as the grisly innards were spat back into the sink, he thought, that seemed appropriate as much as she... What did I... It looks like bastard. She had bastard and screamed and yelled at me over the years. Buggered? Probably, maybe she'd buggered him. Buggered and screamed at me over the years. Whoa. The American serial killer was responsible for the deaths of eight women between May 1972 and April 1973. Six of his victims were hitchhikers who he killed by shooting, strangling, or smothering. Uh, He later told police that his biggest thrill came from removing their heads, explaining, I remember there was actually a sexual thrill. You hear that little pop and pull their heads off and then hold their heads up in the air. Whipping their heads off their bodies sitting in there. That got me off. Right, I'm not going to continue this anymore because it's got really weird. But yeah, basically, he just murders people and uh, fucks their heads. Chris, I tried to make that lighthearted. You can't because it's about a dude who cuts off people's heads and fucks them. But um, the question is, what's the weirdest thing you've ever witnessed on a stag do? Hmm. Definitely not anyone fucking heads however i do have a story from a stag do about a head which is yeah bear with me on this one i was in stag do in amsterdam great spot a load of same boys i was in a stag with and we were going out for the night dressed as wwe wrestlers who am i dressed as bray wyatt of course and we went into this bar called the Banana Bar, which was like just, you know, a nightclub bar, which also had like strippers and whatever. But in this Banana Bar, you paid like 40 euros to get a free bar basically for an hour. And like you could be entertained by like this dancer. So we went in there and basically this lady came up to me and was like, uh, 
are you the leader of your group? Now it's the worst Dutch accent ever. Let me try again. Uh, are you are you the leader of your group? Not are you the leader of your group? And I was like, yes. She goes, okay. Do you have a belt? And I was like, yeah, sure. Whipped off the belt. She goes, who is the biggest bitch of the group? And I pointed to my mate Kyle because he was just dressed in a leotard and looked like the like he's supposed to be the ultimate warrior. He looked more like Tina Turner doing Pilates. So I pointed him. She just straight away noosed him with my belt and yanked him up on the stage. And he was really panicked. Like extremely panicked. Like going, ah, ah. And she like tried to sort of force him onto all fours. And still had the, the belt around his neck like as if he was a wee dog. Then she proceeded to pull down the leotard. Start smacking his bum. To which he kept screaming, I have a girlfriend, I have a girlfriend. Stop it, stop it. Whilst all the other lads just crying laughing. Um. So once she finished like smacking his bum with her hand, she got the belt, started whipping his ass. His ass started to bleed a bit. We were all nearly having coronary heart attacks laughing at this. Then after that, she sort of let him go. He came off the podium. He was all disheveled, all shooken, surprised. And um, we were all crying, laughing our heads off, thinking this is hilarious. Then she goes to him, you've been my horsey. Now it's time for you to be my unicorn. We didn't know what that meant. But what she did then was grabbed him by the hair, yanked his head back, stuck a big old dildo with a suction base on his head, and then proceeded to essentially have sex with his head. Which was possibly a thousand times funnier than what had preceded it, because he hated it more than anything in the world. Then, whenever she released him, and he was just shaking all the way, I hate this, turned away, she popped a wee smaller one in, shot it at me, I caught it, safe hands here, and just popped it into Kyle's drink, because hey, we're on stag and it's banter, but yeah, that was possibly the weirdest thing I've ever seen on stag, and... You know what? We've just about got to the end of this podcast. It was a rough ride. It took a course of like five days in the making. Um, it's a bit shorter than usual. But hey, it's not the length that counts. It's what you do with it. So what I'm going to say to you guys is share the podcast link. Get people listening to the Weird Podcast. It's going to be here over the next few weeks when there's no boy town. So pitch me any boy town questions, any boy town crack. I'll take it. And other than that, follow me on Instagram at... Dave Elliott Comedy, follow my Facebook page at Dave Elliott Comedy and follow my Twitter at the Dave Elliott and send me questions and weird stories and get involved. Yeah, and that's about that. Take it easy and I'll speak to you again soon. <laughs>